0: Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dicks. This episode features comedian Sean Walsh. You know who he is. He's been on the telly. He's a funny guy. And the thing about funny people is that they make very good guests for comedy podcasts. So hopefully you'll enjoy this one as much as I did recording it. If you enjoy this podcast, or even if you're new to this podcast, if you find that you enjoyed it, then why not come and see it in real life? We're doing two live shows at 21 Soho in London on the 1st and 2nd of December. Our guest on the first is Fern Brady, who's brilliant. If you want to check out her stuff, she's got a special on iPlayer at the moment. And on the second, we've got the amazing Stephen K. Amos. Both nights should be great. It'd be lovely to see you there. There are some tickets left. They're going quickly, though, so just get in there. Don't wait for payday. Just go and get them and use it as a big excuse to round up your mates and start the festive season early by going out and having a laugh and... uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited about it. Tickets for that, you can find the link in the description of this podcast. You can also find the link on our socials at Dixpod on Instagram and Twitter. So uh, go on there, get a ticket, and uh, I hope to meet you in real life at some point. Right, on with the show. This is Desert Island Dicks with Sean Walsh. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian and host of the What's Upset You Now podcast, Sean Walsh. How are you doing?
1: I'm very well, thank you. Um, It's a pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to to talking about the, the dicks on uh, that I don't want on my island. This is this is basically what I think about um, on a minute-to-minute basis every day. Good.
0: Well, you know, I like to think it's a cathartic exercise for some because doing this podcast a lot, you can sometimes feel like you're only putting negativity out into the world. So if it feels yes. like there's some kind of silver lining to the process, then that, that makes me feel a bit better. <laughs> yes. So did you find it an easy process kind of whittling down your dicks for the island?
1: Um. Well, there. Uh, I think I could probably do this podcast f- just sort of constantly forever if you just sort of press record um, around me when I'm talking. So to, to to narrow it down to three, um, I've just done it. To be honest, I've just done a lottery. There are millions and millions of things that could be on this island. I've just randomly selected three of them. <laughs> I feel the same. I, I did this,
0: so I'm the second host of this podcast. When in the, in the very first episode, when our previous host James hosted it, I I did the first one with him as a sort of a pilot, and I had my turn. And uh, yeah, ever since then, every time I hear another episode, I'm like, "Damn it, that's who should have gone in. Why did I pick them?" Yes. What happened to James? Oh well no he's still he is still involved so (laughs) he's he's not died on it I haven't thrown him off in some podcast power struggle Good to hear That's the sort of most 2021 kind of reason for killing someone is like podcast rival Yes All right well let's get straight into it then who's going to be the first person uh, joining you on the island
1: well, it's a type of person, actually, and there's many of them, and uh, I've had to interact. I've had the displeasure of having to interact with many of them over the last, I'd say, year, um, maybe couple of years, but the year, year, the last year it's become very um, prominent. And and, the, and these are the people, these are the owners of Fitbits. Mm. Yeah. What is it particularly that annoys you about them? Basically, the owners of Fitbits need to know that how many steps they've done isn't as interesting for everyone else. I, I I just don't know when it became acceptable for for someone to just interrupt you halfway through a conversation to to tell you how many steps they've done. If you if I've not asked you how many steps you've done, probably don't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I be interested in? In how many steps you've done i wasn't interested in how many steps you've done before there was a technological device that could tell you i i'm not suddenly interested now that you've got this magic wristband I uh, i i i just very rarely want to know how many steps anyone's done ever i don't think i do unless you've just gotten out of a, a wheelchair you've miraculously mm. You're able to walk. Then that's then I've been quite impressed and pleased for you, and really, really over the moon. Yeah, yeah. Like Tim,
0: you're walking again. It's like yeah, I've done uh, 48 steps already today. You're like that's great because yesterday
1: you couldn't do any in 48. That's that's, that's amazing. That, that's fantastic. Well, you know, I'm so pleased for you. This is what. Let me get you a coffee. Let's celebrate. Have a have a on Let's go mad. <laughs> but otherwise. Just keep it to yourself. No one is interested. Mm. I'm certainly not.
0: Yeah. The the weird thing I find as well is, like, I think they tell you about how you're sleeping, which is sort of, you know that it's happened. So it's like, (laughs) it's telling you about something that's already been. You're like, oh, well, how can I improve last night's sleep? Well, I can't because I've had it
1: now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's (laughs) unless they're trying to accumulate we're in this we've we've entered this weird realm now where we're trying to accumulate sleep over a lifetime yeah so it's not we're not we're not calculating it daily we're doing it sort of over months How, how much sleep have you had this month yeah because it's like well I, I felt like I slept all right but it, it's telling me
0: I slept a shorter period in this stage of sleep so maybe it wasn't enough <laughs> do, do you feel okay do you feel tired because <laughs> that's been enough for humanity for the, like however long we've been on this planet yes. like
1: are you feeling a bit tired well you're probably tired exactly I mean I think you've you've there you've hit the nail on the head haven't you it's we got this far without having... there are certain things you know advances Technological, especially advances that I think have, have really have served us well. But I I think we 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 can go further throughout humanity without knowing anyone's step count or indeed sleep count. We don't we don't need it. It's not bringing anything to. I mean, just like you know, just get up and go for a fucking walk. That you know what? Just do you really need this respect, That you, you're We're now at a stage where we've. We've monetized walking. How can, we, <laughs> how can we make money off people? What if we tell them how much they've done that thing that they were going to do anyway? A lot of people have a watch as well. So then you're like, why, why have you got two watches?
0: Oh, no, now I've asked you about your Fitbit.
1: Oh, God.
0: Because at least if it's just one, you think they've got a Fitbit. Don't mention it. But when you go, oh, you've got two digital... Oh, no, you haven't. Fuck. Yes. And on the island... They're going to be, oh yeah, I'll run around the island this many times. Did you know? If you if you take the the less rocky route, it's uh, fourteen hundred steps. But actually, if you go by the the sandy a bit, it, it feels slower, but it's actually five steps quicker.
1: Yes. What happens is, with bit owners, is sometimes you'll be in their company when they sort of exceed their own expectation. I mean, people <laughs> used to just go. People used to just go. Oh, I've walked a lot today. Oh, a bit knackered. That was it. Mm. It's now oh look at that done twenty-one thousand steps oh, have you well don't let me stop you carry on see see what you can get up to and and, and when you get there bore the shit out of someone else <laughs>
0: yeah i remember like a while ago like occasionally i'd like look at how many steps i've done i was like okay right just as a sort of a ballpark thing and then when lockdown started i was like i wonder what it's like now and it was like 30 steps a day or something because I was just in my flat working from home. And I was like, Yes. it wasn't enough that I knew that I hadn't just gone to the gym. I now knew that I'd also done like a pathetic amount of movement. Yes. Which, you know, it really sort of visualised it for me. It made me feel even worse.
1: Absolutely. The other thing is, it's just a fad. It's just one of these fads. We'll be looking back, oh, do you remember that bit when everyone had a, a wristband that told them how many steps they'd done? That was stupid, was it? Because also what the Fitbit does... As, as, uh, as far as I can tell, from any of my friends that own one, is that the ten, <laughs> as soon as they've sort of met whatever it is, their 10,000 steps, they feel like they've earned the right to then have eight donuts. <laughs> and obviously what's going to happen is because, you know, the company, I don't know if it's Fitbit, whatever it is, they'll, they'll need to sell more. So they'll, they'll do that thing that, that beard trimmers do. And shavers they'll go, "Oh, you know the last one, yeah, no, ignore that. that was rubbish. that <laughs> I know we told you that that was the most advanced thing, and that's all you were ever going to need in your life. We' got it wrong, sorry, this one, this is what we're doing now, and it'll be it'll be measuring something else. I don't know the you know the the, the angle at which you keep your elbows when you're walking on some needless bollocks that we didn't need to know so yeah if 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 we could just make sure the Fitbit is not on the island with me." Yeah. That would make my stay a lot more pleasurable.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, a person wearing a Fitbit goes on the island with you. And uh, who's going to be joining the two of you?
1: So, well, this is a recent sort of annoyance because it's something that's only happening to, I think, tends to happen to people when they get into their 30s. I'm at the mid-30s stage of life. And um, basically, the, the, the rest of the people that aren't allowed on the island with me are friends, they are friends of mine that I don't always say have children, you're allowed children. <laughs> but but try and put me on the phone to their children when I'm on the phone with them.
0: Fair enough. <laughs>
1: Do you have any of these? Children. Friends.
0: (laughs) Um well I've yeah, I've got both I mean, I've got two children and I've got friends, but I think
1: Do you do this to your friends? Do you punish your friends by No, because
0: like I'm I'm very aware that nobody cares about what my kids think or say you know, like if it's family you know, or if they specifically asked about them or have told but I still won't put them on. I might be on FaceTime and be like, Okay, you know, say hello. But that's it, you know, they're not sitting there. No, even no,
1: even that. No, 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 Even that, you're now not allowed on the island. <laughs> you're not, no, no, even that, I don't, I, 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 my, my view is, I sort of realised this was a thing recently when my, my friend James, uh, he's got a couple of daughters. I was trying to talk to him on the phone. I was trying to catch up. I called him and, 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 and then he just was stopping the conversation again. They're like Fitbit owners, just sort of stopping the conversation. He was going, oh, Gemma. Gemma, oh, look how sweet that is. Oh, Je- and then he explained to me that Gemma was trying to lift one of his weights that was too mm. heavy for, for Gemma. And I, I thought, well, if I wanted to know that, I would have called Gemma.
0: No, that's fair. I mean, I try and do it like it's, a you know, literally like a glance at them if they've asked no. specifically. <laughs> oh, if they've asked, yeah, if they've asked, fine. Yeah, it's it's something that they don't teach you in sort of antenatal classes where it's like... Nobody gives a fuck about your kids. Absolutely. They will be the most important things in the world to you, but to you, to you only. Yes. I have it where I'll be at the pub with my friends and, you know, like our kids will be there. And I'll see my wife like cuddling our friend's new baby. And I never do. And and people are like, don't you like babies? And it's like, yeah, of course, I've had two. But (laughs) it's the same with like, yeah, my friend's kids. I like them if they're there in the house playing with my kids. But otherwise... I don't need to know
1: exactly that, and and what does a thirty-five-year-old man have to say to a four-year-old girl? <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I just, uh, you know, maybe we'll have a conversation when they're they're an adult and they can tell me about the the world.
0: Mm. So I'm wondering how this is going to work on the desert island. I think, I mean, it's probably not fair to send their children with them. But I mean, in order for them to still be this person, I think we need to, you can only talk to your, your friends who are there if they're simultaneously on a phone to their family off the desert island. Yes. I think that's how we get around it
1: fine that still that sounds that still sounds quite irritating okay
0: okay all right well we've got one final person joining you before we move on to the other category so who's gonna round off the uh, trio of dicks
1: the final uh, third in the trilogy of Dicks are uh, there's quite a few of these people nowadays and these are um, again owners um, owners of the "Choose Love" t-shirt.
0: Hmm. Okay. Okay. And what is it that annoys you the most about these people?
1: Well, first of all, do you own one? I don't know. You looked at me like like <laughs>
0: worried there for a second.
1: Oh, no. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you own, You don't own a Fitbit either, do you? No, no. And you don't put your friends on the phone to your kids.
0: I try not to. No.
1: Okay. All right. You're, you're, you're doing really well on your own <laughs> podcast. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, first of all, I don't like being told what to choose. <laughs> so I think there's something sort of uh, confrontational. It's a bit ironic about someone, you just meet someone and then instantly they're just telling you to choose love. And I think there are situations absolutely in which you should choose love. I think, you know, your parents, your children, your partner, your best friends. Absolutely. I probably wouldn't go as far as thy neighbour. But <laughs> it really is contextual. and I don't want to be told to choose love constantly all the time. The irony is you're wearing a choose love t-shirt and, and now I certainly don't love you. I think there are situations in which you shouldn't choose love. That Love is absolutely the wrong emotion to be bringing to the situation maybe a better t-shirt is, is is i choose love and also i don't believe you i feel i feel like there's something someone having to wear a t-shirt saying choose love i feel like they're probably the most evil people in the world <laughs>
0: But you do get angry though, don't you sometimes? I'm sure you're not always the bigger man and you're wearing that t-shirt like yeah it's not like you've always chosen love. Exactly precisely. We all get pissed off though don't we you could have been nicer to that shopkeeper that time when like whatever happened you know
1: Exactly and you'll have enemies. Life unfortunately serves you narratives where in which there will be there will be enemies in in your story. That's life. Life isn't just, it doesn't work like that. It's it's much more complicated. I think maybe the T-shirt should be, I try and choose love where I can. Yeah, yeah. Try and be a bit better. I know, be polite. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, don't tell me to be polite. Maybe the situation is that, you know, where polite be, politeness would be completely useless. mm. Um, and, and not the right situation. So, just don't tell me. Don't tell me what to do. Why don't you just? I t- here's, here's, here we go. Why don't you just choose love yourself? Not bang on about it. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> and and maybe if you're with a close friend, sort of say, you know, I tend to choose love where I where I can in life, and and don't inflict that on me, the person that doesn't know you. It's a kind of clothing
0: equivalent of like, give peace a chance. The song.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, and it might just be the ones that I've met, but the ones that I've met with Choose Love T-shirts always seem to have a really sort of angry side to them. I have
0: a feeling, because it's a charity, isn't it? Like, you buy a T-shirt and proceeds go towards, I think it
1: might, is it to do with refugees? Well, hold the phone. I didn't know that bit. (laughs) (laughs) So, can we just take back... Everything no, that I've What said. I was
0: going to say is you can just give the money to charity, though. I gave some re- money to refugees the other day, but I don't have a T-shirt. You probably just tick a box that says, don't send me the T-shirt.
1: Yes. Okay, so what we want is a T-shirt now that says, um, choose a charity and give money to them. Yeah. Yeah, all right, fine.
0: Charities benefit from our money. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Or just a blank one. And then if we get into a conversation about politics, you can say, well, recently I donated to a refugee fund.
1: Um, I don't even want to know that, actually. If you, could, <laughs> if you could just keep that to yourself as well, that'd be great. So what
0: we're saying is T-shirts.
1: yes. You can wear T shirts. Yes. Yeah.
0: So 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 wear T shirts and have normal conversations. Keep it light. Yes. Maybe just a T shirt saying, Keep it light, mate.
1: Yes, yeah, that's I'd much prefer that. Lovely.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Well choose life T shirt wearing people. Join you on the <laughs> island. <laughs> Okay, now, mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they, and why are they so bad?
1: Well, I'm going to have to put, and this isn't great if you're stranded on an island, but whole fish. Mm. I I don't want to, when I'm about to eat, see the face of the thing that I'm about to eat staring at me. Hmm. with an open mouth and and a, a massive eyes. Yeah. Um, it's, it's actually terrifying. <laughs> you wouldn't do that with any, you know, it's quite a grotesque image, so I do apologise, but, you know, if you had a burger and it was just a cow's head looking at you in between two buns, I doubt that would be as appetising as, as a, you know, as a, as a standard burger in the way it comes, unless you are some sort of psychopath.
0: I have had it though in a restaurant not with a burger, but um <laughs> I went to like a Chinese restaurant with some family and it was like a big Chinese banquet and one of the dishes was like a whole plate full of like chicken and they'd left they'd left their head on it. Oh my god. The Chinese are so much less squeamish than we are about food. So yes. I know you know, like my father in law is Chinese yeah. and like I've I've had to really up my game in the sixteen years that me and my wife have been together, yes. right? To right. to just sort of like don't flinch. And I just thought, you know what? I get it when it's a whole fish because it's like, it's easier to just slap it on a plate. But like the chicken, you've already cut the rest of it up. Like it, we don't need the chicken. We don't need yes. the head. And in my head, it no. you know, when someone dies in a cartoon, they have those little crosses on their eyes. Yes. In my head, that's what it had. You know? Yes,
1: it was, it was a, it's a horrific because we sort of tend to, um, maybe in the West, we tend to almost pretend that we're not eating an animal. I mean, we have different names for the, mm. you know, once they become the meat, the sort of name tends to get changed, to, so that we can forget about the the, the, the brutality. But uh, so I just yeah, I don't want to look. And it's the same with prawn, you know, like shellfish, yeah. prawns. It? Like, don't make me do the work. I mean, now I feel like I'm sort of part of this this murder scene. I, just, I don't I, I I'm not vegan the only reason I'm not vegan is basically because I'm it's just it's just because I'm too lazy yeah. and I do prefer to forget um where where this meat has come from if I can I think there would be a lot less meat eaters in the country if you know for, for say example in McDonald's you could see what was happening to the animals out back you know sort of <laughs> behind behind the the machine where they slide the burgers down. Mm. I like to pretend that I'm not eating animals, basically. Mm. So so don't make me bloody peel off the fucking (laughs) shells, for God's sake.
0: But it is just, that's the thing about, like, you know, I'm I'm fine killing a fish and eating it, but, like, if I get served that, it's just a fucking hassle. Like, we had it recently. Exactly. My wife cooked two whole fish, and every time this has happened, she's really good at just getting the bones out neatly and she has this way she can do it and I can't and I'm just sitting there just like and can you get the bones out of my fish please yes. darling and it's yeah. like I'm 39 years old and I'm getting my wife to cut my food up for me and it's like yeah, yes. just you know is this what this fish died for <laughs> so he's yeah. fucking idiot has to get his wife to take the bones but out why
1: for- have they not why have they stopped preparing the food at this point you take the shell I mean you've done everything else you basically made your job easier. That's what you've done. Hmm. You've gone, oh, fuck it. I can't be bothered. You finish the rest. Like, no, no, you do.
0: I'm paying for the
1: service. Yeah.
0: Also, the, the way their eyes go all kind of white, you know, the fish eyes. Oh, my God.
1: All like- oh, my God. No, I once, I genuinely once, um, when I did, this is so stupid. Many years ago, I, I ordered a whole fish. I didn't realise what whole fish meant. It's so stupid now. But I just sort of, I don't know what I thought. I just assumed that it wouldn't come with the head on and I was sat down talking to my friend who was sat opposite me and they placed the fish down with the head and I jumped up, screamed and ran out of the restaurant. (laughs) It should just be like a whole fish's worth of fish. It should be, you know, like you go
0: to Nando's and you
1: order like half a chicken and chips. Exactly. They then saw a chicken in half. Yeah. Leave you a a side of feathers. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. No, thank you. That's a very good example. That's what I thought.
0: Yeah. A fish's worth of meat. Yes. But it is annoying. I get it. And yeah, obviously on a desert island you're going to have to contend with that a lot. And it just, oh, no. it's just like a, its own kind of purgatory, is it? Like, you know, you're really hungry, but you have to peel every prawn. Before I don't, can... Well,
1: no, I don't think I could. I'm one of those, but I can't, I'm i very squeamish and I don't, I don't like touching the shells and, and faces looking at me whilst I eat their dead bodies. No, no, no I, could, I couldn't do it. I just have to eat the coconuts.
0: Fair enough. And um, what would you wash that meal down with then? What would your drink choice be?
1: Well, the uh, dick drink would be um, maybe herbal tea. What's your beef with herbal tea? I, do you know what I drink it <laughs> when I when I want a hot drink? I, I drink herbal tea when I want a hot drink. I don't want hot chocolate because. You know the amount of sugar. I can't have a coffee because it's too late, and I can't have a tea because it's too late. So I go for a herbal tea. But I, I, I'd be lying if I told you I ever enjoyed one. I don't. I don't believe. I don't believe anyone, including yourself, if that person is you. I don't believe anyone that says they've ever enjoyed a herbal tea. I don't even know really why I drink it. Just a yeah. As I said, it's something hot that's that's not going to keep me up. It's, I it just say like sweat. You know when you've like fill
0: a bottle of water that's had like squash in it or something, and there's yes. like the distant memory of like the tango or whatever was in it. Yes, in absolutely. your water, there's like the tea equivalent of
1: that. Absolutely, you're spot on. The thing about the milk in a tea, and then, you know the herbal teas don't tend to, you know, you don't, don't tend to have them with the milk. Is that is, is the milk cools the tea down? Have you ever get served a herbal tea in a cafe or something. It's then sort of 10 minutes before you can touch it anyway, because you're just being served a cup of boiling hot water. Yeah. Which, of course, I can't drink. Mm.
0: Yeah, they're rubbish. I remember I was like in Morocco and they're everywhere. They bring you like mint tea with every meal, if you ask it or not. They And you kind of go, oh, this is wonderful. Oh, you know, maybe when I get home, I'll try this. It's just, it's entirely contextual. You get home, it's shit. It does It's no good. It's exactly. nice because you're in Morocco, you're on holiday. Yes. There's like lovely smells and sights and things. You get home, it's just shit again. It's just water with leaves
1: and it's too hot. Absolutely agree. Fruit should not be in tea.
0: Fair enough. A good argument and well made. Okay. Now, fortunately, Sean, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The Plains Entertainment System continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why?
1: Well, there's a film that I ended up going to see at the cinema a few years ago and Unfortunately, right. It, it, it's more this type of film because I walked out of this film. It was called a ghost story. It was a Casey Affleck. It was sort of art house film. It was playing at the Gate Cinema in Notting Hill. So this sort of, you know, you know, art, art house sort of independent cinema, and um, it's just one of these films where. You're meant to enjoy the fact that they've not cut at some point. They've not had an edit. You're meant to enjoy that it's one shot. And you're meant to look and go, look how brilliant this is. The camera's not moved. And we've been looking at nothing happening for eight minutes straight. Isn't this fantastic? It's just absolute self-indulgent. Bollocks, (laughs) and I, I absolutely despise it. And I think I swore as I walked out of the cinema because I don't believe it's a bit like the herbal tea. I don't actually believe that anyone really, genuinely, if they were honest with themselves, would say that they enjoy that type of film. It's just the status that it gives you as a person to go. I really, I thought. Do you know what? It's And it's probably my background and stuff. I'm not, you know, a lot of my friends are uh, from the the middle class universe. But I think as soon as you veer into films where people say, come out and say, um, I think that was really interesting. Mm. I think as soon as a film's really interesting, I I don't want to fucking know. I don't want to know that it was interesting. I'm not here to be interested. I'm here to be entertained. So why don't you put an edit in, you pretentious wanker?
0: <laughs> being the person who hates the film when everyone else likes it as well as such yes. an awful thing. Cause if it's like Star Wars or something and you go, yes. I enjoyed it. Someone else didn't. You're like, okay, that's fine. Let's yes. talk about that. Cause no one's better or worse than anyone else. But if it's a film like that, it's like, well, you didn't like it cause you didn't understand. And you exactly.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe that's the truth. Maybe there is a bit of, you know, of me that is angry at myself and maybe I shouldn't be allowed on the island with myself or or I'm a dick, I mean, I am a dick and I've got to spend, yeah, I mean, I will have to spend the entire time on the island with myself, that's the punishment. Maybe I am angry that I don't understand it, but I just, I just can't believe, I mean, one of my best friends, my oldest friend, he's into those sorts of films and he basically hates any film that makes sense. And as soon as it doesn't make sense, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't really like films that are, you know that films are up for interpretation? Mm. I don't really want to have to fucking interpret it. Why don't you interpret it before you write it, you prick? I mean, this isn't
0: really an example of something that's difficult, but you know Tenet, the film Tenet, and it's yes. an action film? and yes. That's not meant to be like a, you know, it's not like one of the, it's not like an art house film, you know, it's an yes. action film. But yes. I didn't, you know, I finished it and I was like, I don't know what happened, and my wife was sort of like reading up about it and t- wanting to talk about it, and I was just like, "I don't care. I'm tired now. I didn't understand it. It's just making me feel thick." Yes, I shouldn't have to read all these fucking articles about what's I going on.
1: Well, I've, that's the. I went to the cinema to get out of reading, mm. and now I've got to carry. I've got to start reading about the film that I just saw to try and work it out. Oh, for fuck yeah, no. In so, I mean, you know, we are contradictory species. In saying that, I didn't have a fucking clue what was going on uh, during Tenet, but I enjoyed it. I suppose at least there was a, there were edits.
0: Yeah, well, at least there's sort of, like, stuff happening and there's, like, an action scene or whatever, and you can sort of... It's like, you know, if you're listening to someone explain something complicated, you're like, if I don't think too hard, I reckon I can just about get it. Yes. If I stop and start thinking about it, I'll lose my train. It's,
1: it's those films, So Ghost Story represents, and obviously Tenet didn't suffer from this, So Ghost Story represents those films that have... It's another thing that annoys me. It's part of the same thing. Big gaps of silence in between actors saying their lines. I just don't think... I just don't think that actually fucking happens. And it can't just be me. You have a bit of thinking time, but we're impulsive, you know, instinctive creatures... We want to get off our chest. You know, we want to get it off our chest as soon as possible. The thing that we think there isn't this big pause. It doesn't happen. Stop wanking.
0: (laughs) (coughs) Yeah, well, I think you make a good case for that. And having to watch that with a load of dicks on an island as well and and listen to their interpretation. Oh, no, awful. Fair enough. Okay.
1: And what would your song choice be? song choice again I'm afraid I'm not going to give you a particular song it what it, 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 it's a genre I actually don't know what it's called I might be it might be I'm going to say it power ballads mm-hmm. what it is these big songs where the chorus is really big Whitney Houston you know like Whitney Houston I mean I don't know if that's you're allowed to say Whitney Houston because you know she's passed away.
0: Well, she did power ballads, you know, like "I Will Always Love You." That's
1: a power ballad. You yes, know? that's a pa- yes. I, I can't, I can't bear that music. I cannot bear that. To me, it's just you're shouting. <laughs> it's it's impressive shouting, or oh, you know, I can't do it. Um, it. It's very impressive, but you know, it, it, regardless, it is it's still shouting. You're just shouting. Um, it's really annoying. If you do love him, just say it. <laughs>
0: I think there's like a reason people like those songs more when they're very drunk. I used to sort of DJ at friends' weddings and stuff like that.
1: Pretty, pretty cool, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cool.
0: Exactly. You know, there's like a subfolder of just like sing-along tunes. You can only play them right at the end of the night when people are shit-faced. And if you play them any earlier... Yes. ...it won't or They're too slow and they take too long to, for anything to happen. That's sort of their, their genre. And it's like they're supposed to be big romantic love songs, but they're basically just like ones that drunk people can shout a lot.
1: Yes, it, it, it is a talent, it's a skill that you have, it's just not one, it's like one of those sports that, that you only see during the Olympics, where I'm sure it's very impressive that you can do that thing that you're doing, you know, jumping over that line, that bar thing and landing on a crash mat. I'm sure that's very impressive. I just don't care that you can do that, <laughs> it just doesn't impress me, and that's how I think about power balance, and uh, yeah It's incredibly annoying.
0: You know, like if you go to karaoke, like the joy of karaoke is like people shouldn't be able to sing very well. And that's the sort of thing someone might get up and do that really well. And then you're like, you've just taken the fun out of everything. It's very self-congratulatory.
1: Yes. But as well, it's. I mean, obviously choruses are the best part of, uh, normally the best part of any song. But those songs, in power ballads, the verses seem to be particularly shit. They seem to be particularly boring before it, it all pops.
0: Yeah, I think it is quite an unsatisfactory type of music to just be stuck with and have it all the time. So, um, yeah, maybe you can have, like, a jukebox of power ballads or, you know, like a sort of... Oh, dear. Of...
1: All right, thank you.
0: Okay. Well, Sean, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals.
1: Which animal is it and why? It's a snail. A snail? Okay. I hate stepping on them. Mm-hmm. I don't want to kill anything. And I end up, it seems like every few weeks stepping on a snail. I don't like how you fucking idiot. You've just made me kill you. I didn't want to kill you. Mm. And now I feel bad. And I feel like I've, I've murdered the poor thing that was just going about it's evening. And now I've bloody, st- I, did, I didn't mean to do that. And now I feel I get, I get ravaged with guilt so um, it would be the, the, the snail. I, 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 I hate that they make me feel like a murderer. I suppose they need to be camouflaged
0: so they don't get eaten by birds and stuff. But I feel like you see them more at night, you know, when it's been raining and they come out and it's dark and wet. Yes. So the birds are in bed. They're in their nests. So they should have like some kind of like glow-in-the-dark function. The predators are out of the way. Now, you know, you need to save yourself from the humans walking along. So like a glow-in-the-dark snail, I think, would, would really be a good invention. Or
1: just, or, 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 or headlights. Yeah. yeah. Like a car, yeah, for, no, yeah, absolutely. That's a great shout. I don't know if you could sort that out for me on the, the island. I would love some headlights for my snails. Yeah,
0: I'll <laughs> do my best. I mean, it's annoying to put on them, but you can catch them. So, I mean, that's that's helpful. Maybe like a little head torch.
1: That would be fantastic.
0: You know what? The thing is as well, like slugs are disgusting because they, they're just fucking disgusting. The snail yes. is the acceptable face of that group of animals, whatever they're called. Yes. But if you see a lot of them all in one go, they become a bit disgusting again.
1: Yes. I think a lot of anything becomes disgusting apart from like trees and flowers I think when it comes to food, as soon as there's loads of it, it sort of looks repulsive.
0: You know, sometimes you turn over a pot and there's like seven of them in there and you're like, that's, that's five too many.
1: Yes. It's just more about the guilt that they end up giving me because I accidentally step on them.
0: Hmm. Well, I think that's fair. I think that's very fair. And you know, Sean, I think altogether you've got yourself a horrible place to live there. I think you've done a fantastic Thank you. job. Thank you very much. It's a shit island <laughs> that you've, you've got there, and that's very much the name of the game. So, <laughs> well done. Now, um, Sean, what are you up to at the minute? Um, you obviously got your podcast.
1: We've got the podcast. What's upset you now? And uh, it's fifteen minutes. It's just me and fellow comedian Paul McCaffrey uh, moaning. It's. I think it's, it's. It's. It has a relationship with this podcast. It's. You know, we get some things off our chest, but it's only fifteen minutes, and um, it's really nice. People have sort of not that we. You know, not that we're comparing it in quality to Derek and Clive, but in terms <laughs> of style, it's a bit like Derek and Clive. Mm. You know, it's just the two of us ranting at each other. There's no intro. There's no outro. It sort of starts and ends. Um, so that's a lot of fun. And I'm back on tour with a show called Back from the Bed. And um I think I'm probably going to talk about the Fitbit owners in that I think that I think that's a good idea. I think I've inspired myself today. Good. Well, we're happy to be a part of your
0: work in progress.
1: Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes.
0: Brilliant. All right, well thanks again for coming on today. Thanks a lot. That was Desert Island Dicks with Sean Walsh there. And I hope you enjoyed that. Desert Island Dicks is a sync Clap production created by James Deacon, produced and presented by me, Dan Benedictus. Our editor is Chris Attaway. Social media support comes from Jason Leach and Chintzy Clinton. That's not his real name. And a special mention to our statistician, Grand Mamster Flash, and John Deacon, father of James, who is our sort of historian, sommelier, curator, knower of all episodes, and just a good man. Um, now I just want to say something here to all of you that are still listening. Um, I got a bit of bad news about a friend of mine a couple of days ago, um, a friend of mine from uni and this podcast is all about dicks and the shitty things in the world. But, you know, obviously it's just a lighthearted thing to try and cheer people up and put a spring in your step, you know, uh, and if it does that, that's a great thing. But obviously there are loads of people out there all the time who have a lot of stuff going on, and a podcast isn't gonna change those things. It's important for you all to remember that if you are going through hard times, or if you know someone who you think is going through hard times, there is always help out there that you can find and connect with. If you're finding yourself having suicidal thoughts, you can find loads of different places to help, like Calm, The Campaign Against Living Miserably, or The Samaritans, there's loads of different helplines out there or you know you can just go to A&E and just walk in and tell them what's going on and they'll also be able to help you and put you in touch with the right people if you know someone that you think is having a bad time don't just ignore it ask them, ask them a second time make sure they're alright follow up on any texts check in on them because the normal thing is to just say I'm alright ask them twice you know and follow up on that as well uh, that's it really. I'm not an expert, obviously. I don't know what's going on and I'm a bit reeling from the news we've just had, but I just wanted to say that, um, however bad it is, there is always someone out there. Even if you don't know them, there will be someone who's willing to help. So don't suffer in silence. Okay. That's it for me. Um, look, we'll be back with more desert Island dicks and compact dicks soon. So in the meantime, I hope you have a week free of dicks and, uh, I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you for listening.